What it is, what it do, wake up, ghetto children. It's your favorite girl, Just Be Real. And welcome back for another episode of Just Be Real Podcast. We got one of the realest on here, Terrica Jordan. Enough of me chatting. Let's get real. So I got the realest with me, Terrica Jordan, my good sis. You know, the reds, the good reds on the line. So I, I had to get her on here because it's, it's influential and definitely important because of where we're going at. And since this is the last episode of season two, I had to let it, you know, end it off with a banger. One of my favorite people, duh. So, you know, had to get her on here. And today's episode is called My Sanity, ironically. Um, so I had to get my good sis on here because, I mean, once you hear her talk, you'll know why. But nonetheless. Hey, Terrica. What's up, y'all? So... You know, let the people know a little bit about yourself, you know. Who te- who who is Terrica? Like, let, let them know. We're going to just jump right in. Who is Terrica? Like, what's up? All right. So, first of all, my name is Terrica Jordan. Um, can I say, like, adjectives? Yeah, I mean, you can say it's it's all what you describe as yourself. So, we just rocking with what you want to give us. I would say I'm complicated. I'm passionate. I'm strong. Courageous. Educated, we know this, and I'm like the realest. Period. Period. Because if you follow her on Twitter, ain't no, it's no holes bar, baby. (laughs) Period. You can you can go ahead and do what you want to do, but baby, block and unblock, block her. That's fine. She returns the favor. Unfollow. Flavor return too. But she's gonna speak her mind, which is why I love her so much. You know, because there's never no. Never know, you know, inquisition about where she stands with something. It's always black and white. And we know me as a person. I don't like gray areas if they ain't got to be there. So you got to keep it simple. So given, you know, this episode's called My Sanity. And I definitely wanted to get you on here because I feel like personally for me, you're a huge inspiration given everything that you've gone through, even in the short amount of the two decades and some change of life um, that many probably wouldn't be able to withstand in reality. So what inspired you to want to be like a black female entrepreneur? Because I know that's something we've discussed, but give the people a little background on what kind of led you to want to go into that lane of being a female entrepreneur in that area. Um, I would definitely say like clocking in to a job, stressed out, depressed, didn't want to be there. Um, I love fitness, love Getting oh, you good, sis. You good, sis. It's cool. Um, but just like to help um my black people with fitness, um, help seeing people dying, chronic disease. This one. I mean, that's important, though, because given that you want to be a black female entrepreneur and you want to go into business, what what business given do you want to go into in particular? Like, let the people know specifically where you're looking to expand and, and you know, share your talents. Um, oh, that's a good one. I would definitely say. Oh, I said, what were you specifically? Because we know you want to be a female entrepreneur, but what are you looking to do as a female entrepreneur? Oh, on a, um, a black gym. 
so and we need those so like given we don't have any black female entrepreneurs in that area especially of owning a black gym how would you feel like that can be able to expand your horizon like in specific of where you want to try to dibble and dabble in with your, your gym that's gonna make your gym stand out like yo this is terica gym like i'm to terica gym and i'm gonna tell you how i know i went to terica gym because she got this right here that nairail's got um i really just want um i really just want my people to feel confident to be able to come to um, a place where people look like um, them. Trying to yeah, no. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's cool though. It's cool. We gonna get into that because then the people have a better understanding of why we 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 going where we going with this. It's all good. So let's handle yours. <laughs> um, but like I said, um. I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to get serious about their health. Um, I just love my black people. And and this is true. I mean, listen. This is very true for her. Like if y'all ever like I'm telling y'all, when we when we when we let you we plug her in to where to find her, y'all gonna y'all gonna see what we mean. Cause since this is all about the culture, she's for the culture, by the culture, in the culture. Um, and I feel like a black gym, especially for a female entrepreneur, is major, especially now in our times, given that we have COVID and everything else going on. It's it's important for us to have a safe haven, especially when it comes to that type of safety, because we don't ever know when the normal is going to go back. But when we do, you know, our people going to want to be like, since we're the main ones dying off of this whole little, you know, situation, we want to be like, yo, can this be a place I can go? And I know Terrica going to have it safe where it's going to be sanitized, social distancing. I could feel comfortable where it's like bumping some Mary J. Blige while I'm working now. It ain't going to ever be an issue because, you know, the homeboy, the little white boy next to me over here feeling uncomfortable because they want to play Paramore. Given, don't, don't, don't judge me. I love Paramore. I, I mean, y'all know I love a little alternative. I'm eclectic. But, like, they feel like, yo, if I'm bumping Biggie, it's it's just a vibe where everybody vibing out and it's just, you know, an energy. And I feel like that's something about our people where we just come together as a culture that it's just unmatched. Like, it's unfathomable. Like, it's just, you can't describe just the nature when you just get all of us together, especially when it's, like, a business with gym. Because I feel like, with a gym, because I feel like fitness is major. And I feel like a lot of people in the black culture don't take it as seriously. Like, given it's become a phenomenon as of recently, but I don't feel like a lot of black people take it as seriously as they should when it comes to longevity in life and how much it can impact and affect your mental as well as your spiritual. Because you said you're a spiritual person as well. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I want them to be happy, have fun, but at the same time, let's get this work all done. Yeah, because I know for me, fitness is major. Because it, it's a place where I can clear my mind and feel like I'm in a safe space. So if I were to be like, yo, would they be like, I want y'all to know I will drive to Florida to go to this damn gym. I just want y'all to know that. I will drive to Florida to go to this gym. But um, I just feel like it's not, I mean, Planet Fitness is cool, but I would prefer to go to some place. Like, I like to keep my dollars black. Like, so a lot of where I want to have my money, I keep my money in the black community. Like, and I always network because I have a black business and I'm a small black business owner. So like I connected with somebody yesterday who does custom sneakers. Now I do custom apparel, which I know, but I do jackets. I stay in my ministry. Okay. Um, but sis does custom sneakers and we know I'm a sneakerhead. And it's like, yo, her joints are fire. So I exchanged my business information and contact because it's just like I'm going to always promote a black business because I'm going to forever be a black. My motto is if as long as I'm a black woman, I'm going to always promote a black business. And which means it's going to be forever because I'm going to forever be a black woman. Yeah, 
So having my dollars, given it might be coming from the man, I'm going to make sure I'm putting them back where they deserve to be from the, in, in the first place. So I'll pay $20 for a gym membership in a black gym, but I refuse to probably pay for one for like Planet Fitness any day. Because I feel like I'm putting food on my brother or my sister's table for allowing them to eat and keeping it where they can be able to be creating. Because for all I know, they can be creating their generational wealth. So, you know, I, I just feel like that's necessary. And I feel like if people thought more in that mindset, like you can have your nine to five, you can work your job and that's cool. But wh where are you putting your dollars? Because everyone put their dollars in Gucci, Prada, these, these brands that's not created for us, but being funded by us. But when it comes time to want to pay $50 for, let's say, you know, Michelle Hoodie, I don't want to pay that much. Why are you charging so much and $10 in shipping? But you was just paying $600, $700 for some Balenciagas. So make it make sense. Oh, I bet. So you're not really for you're you're one of those I'm down for the community when it's able to be seen. Okay, bet. Got you. Say less. So that's just how I feel. And I feel like if I feel like if we start grooming our kids at a younger age to understand that aspect, which we are not really taught in school about, you know, fiscal responsibility and and generational wealth, I feel like it'll be a different turning point for us. So like when you open the gym, they're gonna be like, yo. The gym owned by a black female, blase, blase, blah, who broke barriers with this. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a pillar in our community. That was somebody who we need to know, especially given that we in Black History Month. Like, I feel like nobody should be spending their dollars no place else but to a black business right now, if anything. Like, it, I maybe, look, sis, let me know. Maybe it might just be me. Man, I'm just trying to create opportunities, longevity. A safe haven vibes type activity for my community. And that's that. So given we discussed that, has anything from your childhood propelled you to want to explore this path in particular to have like be a female entrepreneur with an owner of a gym? Um, yeah, so I was basically born with eyes against me. So I was born with um congenital Achilles shortening. Mm. I've never heard that. Yo, give us some insight, sis. You know, educate us real quick. Okay, so um, long story. Basically, in my right arm leg, my Achilles is three um inches short. Oh wow. Yes. So I didn't start. Walking to three. What? I, yes. That's crazy. I would have never known this. I want y'all to know I'm just as surprised as y'all because again, I literally, I be, I really be just on here just trying to get people's stories. Yo, that's crazy though. Yes. So um, three years old. That's wild. Mm -hmm. And I had to have surgery at four. And the doctor told my mom, I wouldn't walk. I'd be in a um, wheelchair, and I wouldn't be able to um, play sports. What? I beat all the odds. Uh, clearly, because you you have the body of a baller. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. You look like, I mean, I, and y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but y'all will see when, when she plug herself, like, Terika is the 
pretty I mean, and I'm not trying to say this is a prejudgment, but Terika has the the structure or the body shape of somebody who you can tell us this like, yeah, you are all around athlete. Like you do everything. <laughs> and she's proud of it. And low key, I be hating on her flat ass stomach because I'm trying to get there, okay? <laughs> but that had to be crazy to for your mom or your family to hear, like, yeah, she's not gonna do this, she's not gonna do that. And then you might have been delayed, but you weren't denied. Exactly. And like I said, um, basketball, track, softball, all of it. I can see you doing football too, for real, for real. I did, you know, a little. You know, dibble, dibble, dabble here and there. Cause we know we know me. I, I'm I like the I'm I like the aggressive sports. I be trying. <laughs> okay, offensive lineman, defensive tackle. That's me. I want to knock your ass down. I'm not here to spare your mom. Basketball, yeah. I was the big man. Put me underneath the basket, and I'm gonna elbow you by accident to make it seem like it was something. Yeah, it was done on purpose. So I'm gonna protect. I'm gonna protect the rock. But track two, track shot put discus three hundred here for it. Like. Might not have the same structure with the flat stomach that I'm going to get back. I want y'all to know this. But, like, you could just tell when you could. I just feel like when I look at you, Terika, I can just see, like, athlete. It just says all-around athlete. It just gives that energy. Period. And I feel like that's influential because, like you said, the odds are stacked against you. And you literally beat all odds. And the fact that I can see why how important it is for you to be an entrepreneur and a female, a black female at that for a black-owned gym. Because it's like, that's a part of your testimony. And it's pretty much the reward of to prove everybody who said wrong, like, oh, she can't do this. Well, look, look what I have done. Look what I am doing kind of situation. And I think that's something to take pride in. It does, like, um, I thank God. Listen. She couldn't. But my God, you will. Okay. That's a bomb right there. I like that. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to write that one down. That's a good one right there, sis. That's a good one. <laughs> and I'm sure like knowing that that was your history of what they said you couldn't. Um, explain to how, us how like okay, so you would probably heard my sister say, like, I gotta pause real quick. So there's a story behind this, and this is the real reason why I wanted my sis on here on, on for this episode, My Sanity. Explain to us how you how your unexpected car accident left scars, but also created a different vision for yourself in this process. Okay, so I am 26, and I suffered a minor stroke that left me speech impaired um, on the right side. Of my brain, there's a lesion where the stroke is sitting. It's all right, sis. It's okay. This is called Just Be Real Podcast. We keep it a hundred here. We tell our truths and we keep it a stack, and it's never no judgment. So if you got to take a breath to take your time just because that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Um, I was in a bad car accident and I ended up hitting my head and I had a stroke and didn't know um, it affect my walking. I had to walk with a, a cane. I don't do it no more. Like I said, um, 
my speech. Still working on that. Um, I'm here. And by the grace of God. I'm here. Um, I'm emotional. And that's fine. And this and that's a completely it's completely fine. And I want y'all to know the backstory because I'm gonna give sis a little break here. I'm like trying to text her. I'm like, yo, this ain't like that. Like, why is green? Like, I ain't heard from her. I ain't seen her. She MIA. She good. Cause some people are selfish and they never think the fact of, oh, I ain't heard from somebody, so let me go ahead and jump down and well, why I ain't heard from you rather than being in the right mindset when it's a healthy mindset, which a lot of it came from me through therapy, is to say maybe somebody disappeared because something happened, or you know, they good. Like, are you all right? Like you sure, you know, just, you know, hey, you good? Or, hey, how are you? Haven't heard from you in a while. We get so caught up in our day-to-day and in ourselves and our own mindsets of our own shit, we don't think about if somebody else could be going through their own shit, too. So when I seen that green message, I'm like, all right, son ain't right. I ain't seen my sister on social media. She been gone for a minute. The phone messages is going green, and this ain't like her. So what the fuck is going on? I can say, um, I appreciate you. You are my sister. You're checking up on me. You're still something. I'm processing. But I'm here to tell my story. I'm getting strong. Every day. I'm not giving up. I'm walking now. You're a Delta woman, so you can give up. That's not what we do. A month ago, I couldn't walk. I'm walking. I'm in the gym. I'm driving. I'm here. And I want to motivate people to tell them God is great. He's not done with me. I have some um, presence. Woo. I'm here. Yes, y'all might get a little emotional in this episode because I take this one personal. Like I take that's Terica's my little sis. Like not just in Delta, but in life. So I, I take it personal because if y'all could literally be in this room right now to watch me as I'm talking to her, it's just it's just it's just I'm in awe and, and gratefulness to be able to have this conversation. So if it's hard for y'all to hear her, it's not done on purpose. If it's hard for y'all to comprehend, you might just have to run it back. But like, I'm really getting her at her prime moment of literally coming back in her journey to herself. And this is why I wanted her on this podcast to be able to share it at this moment because I feel like it's something the world needs to hear right now. So I'm grateful for her still being here because... I, y'all don't know personally with me or know our relationship outside of this podcast, but it's one of those situations where you don't got to talk on a regular basis. We might not talk for months at a time, but when we jump in, it's like we picked up where we never left off and we can interact on social media, which is cool and whatever, but it's always a genuine interaction, no matter even if it is social media or in real life. So like I take those type of bonds very personal and I cherish them because you don't get those that often. So by God, allowing her to still be here to share this story is major for me. And I'm grateful she's taking the time to share it with me on my podcast. Yeah, 
So given that you said that you just started walking and you're driving, because a month ago, this was all not possible. You was, you know, a walker, you were a cane, and you literally, like you said, had to, you know, get your speech back. You still have a speech impairment a little bit. You know what I'm saying? How has the rehabilitation process been with it, you know, thus far with like therapy and trying to get that back to the to the normal steps of life? Um, some days it's hard. Mentally, you tell yourself, I can do this. But then your body is not agreeing with you. Right. My pain is always at a 10. But something telling me, keep going. Get up. Somebody need it. Your story is a grind of Mm-hmm. Help somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, some days I'm fine. I'm good, you know. Other days, mentally, it's like I'm crying. I'm hurting. I don't want to be here, but I'm blessed. That's a fact. And that's a big fact because I feel like what I've always been taught by my grandmother is physically you might have hit your head. And yes, you had to learn to walk again. And yes, you had to try to, you know, learn how to speak again and, you know, use your body parts and maneuver the same as you did prior to the accident. But physically, that's something that can be healed. And we know like the doctor can say this is what's going to happen with this this is going to happen with this and this is how this is going to heal. When it comes to your mental that's something that's so intangible that only you know exactly what's going on and can really understand and comprehend the struggle or the the tumultuous you know journey of trying to get back to yourself because that's something that people don't really realize like there's a PTSD that comes with that especially with an accident as severe as yours that really has your mental like I know I have a purpose but I'm not feeling like this. I, I don't, I really don't want to be here right now with this. Like this is so, if I got to go through all of this just to get to that purpose, it's like, is it really worth it? Like you'd be second guessing yourself sometimes. And I feel like that might be something you're going to, but I can attest to that too. Cause given I might not be in a situation, where you had an accident, like an accident as severe as yours, but I've been in a situation where it was kind of like, I don't want to be here. But unlike you, I was attempting to act on it. Like I was trying to take my life. I was trying to really leave this earth, like not once, not twice, but four times. Like I tried to leave this earth four times and I'm like, all right, I clearly got a purpose, but it was a PTSD from a trauma. And I feel like with trauma, that PTSD with trauma, no matter what trauma it is, it sticks with you. So how often does your PTSD hinder you given you're only in your mid twenties? Like you're only, like you said, 26. PTSD called me. My anxiety to go up. Mm-hmm. And once my anxiety is at an arm level, my body literally shut down. Damn. Like, I have fallen. What? In my head more than once. Wow. I take one step and I feel like I'm a phone. And hit my head. 
But what I will say is I'm here. Just on that cancer, I am here. I'm determined. I'm gonna beat you. With everything, um, I hope you write a book one day too, sis, about this because this is definitely something the world really needs to hear your story. Seriously, because I don't think many people in in our age group really understand like something that they think is gonna only happen once you get older. It doesn't have really have an age. It's not age discriminatory. Like a stroke at twenty six, like who would have thought of that? And I didn't know. Had no clue. Having to learn to walk again from a, a traumatizing accident, and then given the fact that already at three years old is when you really started taking your first steps anyway. So it's kind of like, damn. Now I was stacked against me at, at, in the beginning, but now it's like, damn. They trying to come back against and try to have me stacked against again. So it's all I feel like for you, I think it's it's even shows that it's faith that's been pushing you through day to day. It's the faith and the foundation of who you are as a person to just know, like, I got this and I'm going to kill this. Exactly. Like, you know, um, people look at me when I talk about God and my faith. But without him, I'm nothing. Okay, say it again. Yeah. Without God, I'm nothing. I would not be here to talk to you or to tell my story. So look at me on Call Me Crazy. I'm still going to keep praising him. I know that's right. And keep on. I know that's right. And... And that's even more crazy because you recently just relocated to Florida, too. So given all that's occurred on top of the accident, how has this transition been um, for you for the better in, the, in, in like, hindsight? Um, at first, it was hard. Um, but I love Florida, the atmosphere, the the vibes. But right now, I know I need assistance. Mm -hmm. So once I'm in, I'm going back. I know that's right. But I think that's dope that you can admit that you can't do this by yourself. Some people will let their pride be their downfall and say like I don't need no help like I know I, I know I need help but I'm not going to sit here and go back to my roots to get it and I commend you for that because I'm one of them people y'all can mind your business nobody asked y'all um where it's like pride can really be a downfall especially in situations like these you don't know how much you might be hindering your progression to get back to yourself by not having that assistance I said, Florida, that's my home. I'm going back. I know that's right. I know 
walking, driving, and flourishing, and motivating my people. I know that's right. <laughs> so has there been any probably downfalls to being relocated to Florida at all? Yes. Um, being black, what did it do? The place sucks. <laughs> and it is so expensive. Oh, I believe you. Because everybody retired down there. Yes. So you have to know somebody to get to where you want to be. And that's why I need to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I do and I'm surprised Florida is that expensive because people have told me like Florida is expensive just like New York is expensive, just like Cali is expensive. Like it's expensive. Like you got to know somebody to know somebody. And if you don't know the right people, you can literally be SOL. And it really be like survivor out there in that mug. I'm like, Florida though? They're like, yeah, Florida. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm a New Yorker, so you know that's a shock for me. <laughs> so given you we already know you want to get back to florida we know florida is your home and we know that you're about to establish this bomb ass motherfucking gym soon i'm speaking i'm putting it in the atmosphere we're gonna you're gonna manifest this gym once your gym becomes a franchise because we know it's gonna be it's not gonna just be no local gym we're gonna make this global out here we not we don't think small no more small stuff is for people who are small-minded and we're far from that. We know we aren't. How global do you see your chain being once you really start picking this gym off the ground? Um, I'm not settling for local. I see this being, being um, I definitely want to expand to the Caribbean. Mm. Yeah. So they, people can work out while they on vacation. I like that. The community, um, I want it to be a foreigner so everybody can have an um, opportunity to rent. Mm. So this definitely my goal. I like where you going with this, sis. I miss. I like where you going with this, sis. This is real. That's real talk, though. And I feel like people get so caught up on... Let me be an entrepreneur and open this one thing. It's like, nah, baby. So once you get it done, what's your next step? That can't be the end. Like, what you trying to do after that? Like, what you trying to see yourself in five years? You trying to see yourself, why stay local when we can go global? Why stay global when we can just go international? Like, what's up? Like, why you want to just stop here? This is not what you're meant. You know you're not. You're better than just stopping for just the basics. Bare minimum is not. And it'd be crazy when I see people. I'm like, yo, bare minimum is not even what you tolerate in a relationship. Why would you do it for yourself and your own business? Settle when you know you're better and greater at the best. Period. Now again, like I'm gonna mention for y'all again, you know, she's a Delta woman, <clears throat> you know, as do myself. So we never are small minded. We always think beyond the barrier. We don't do the mediocrity. That's not what we do as Delta women, okay? <laughs> Just so I can remind y'all. So being in tune with yourself, as you've mentioned before, and progressing, how important is the work 
on your journey to be able to hustle for your legacy, to be global, to step outside of just that local gym? I think of what I want to leave for my kids. Mm-hmm. The numbers I want to sell for them. And I've already manifested everything in full. Right. Detail I want for them. Um, just the embedding in my kids, the important um, um, supporting your own. Mm-hmm. Major. Definitely. Ooh. What else? Um, dang, that's a good one. Take your time. We got time. <coughs> I want to be able to um, provide a life that doesn't involve suffering. Mm. I know that. You just had a word right there. I know that's right. I feel like for you probably it's more so of yeah I don't feel like you won't ever I feel like for your legacy it's more so like I you ain't gonna have to get nothing out the mud because I did it for you so whatever you got is because I worked hard enough for you to be able to reap the benefits but still have a work ethic within yourself to understand how important having your own is Because I feel like people be thinking you can't, because people just feel like, oh, with inheritance and, you know, with your legacy, you don't want your kids to have to struggle and suffer, which is fine. But I also feel like it's important for them to have an understanding to know how hard you work to get them to feel this comfortable and to maintain it. Because when I'm done with this, I want to pass this on to somebody else or have it be running where you're comfortable even when I'm not here. And I don't want my kids to suffer. Like I did financially, mentally. Oh, woof. That was a main one. That was real. I don't want to be the mistakes my parents made. The detrimental. Because they really do mess, they mess you up in your adulthood. And, and if a lot of y'all might not be in therapy or understand the logic of where we're coming from with, with this perspective, um, it might feel like it's an attack to y'all because y'all might just feel like, well, damn. But in reality, it's not an attack. It's just a different, like I said, we be on different mindsets over here. We don't, and I'm not going to say it to make y'all feel comfortable either because I really can give a damn less how y'all feel. It's going. I'm going to say what I want to say. Um, but it's more so of a mental aspect that you really have to be able to be self-aware and understand yourself. And be on that journey and really know what inner child work is. Because as Terika said, I don't want to make the same mistakes my parents made. I damn sure don't want to make the same mistakes my parents made. And I'm trying not to make those mistakes. And don't get me wrong, I love my parents. They've done the best that... And I think that's what people forget too. Like, just because I said I don't want to make the same mistakes as my parents doesn't mean I'm trying to say they did a bad job. They did the best that they could with what they knew how to do. So I can't get mad at them and fault them for what they did best at what they knew how to do in their in their perspective, in their mindset. But I knew for me, because I'm in a different generation, it could have been done better. So I'm going to make sure I correct their wrongs 
or correct their, not, well, I want to say mistakes, but correct their attempt in parenting and make sure that I don't make that same attempt and do it a little bit better and have a better understanding of myself before I have a child I bring into this world who doesn't understand themselves because how's it going to be the blind leading the blind? If I'm not getting the proper help and attention from my mental, but I'm trying to make sure you have mental, you know, a great mental health, that's a contradiction. And I'm not trying to be nobody's contradiction. Exactly. That's why I bring my children into the world. I want to heal my body. And so. And it's major. And I think it's valid. And I think I think I had seen a tweet that said, like, before I have kids, I want to make sure I go to a therapist so I can understand myself. I think my ex was like that. Like, she she was like, yo, there's something I'm saying about myself. Like, I wanted to correct before I brought my child into this world. And it makes sense. Like, you knew that you had, there were some things you weren't addressing. It was messing with your relationships as a person. It was messing with you as an individual. You were like, yo, my child shouldn't have to endure my mental mess, which we're going to call it as a mental mess on the account of me when they have nothing to do with it. And I have a clean slate to do it better this time with them. Why not take the opportunity? Because it's not going, it's not going, and I think people have the, the fear of if you heal, you're going to hurt and you're, you are going to hurt. I mean, that's what healing is. It's, it's going to be, you're going to have to address some past traumas. You're going to have to address some wounds that you really literally have probably been suppressing in order to get to that better space of I'm at peace. I'm tranquil. Like people can throw stuff at me now. Like I said before last episode that are past traumas that are not going to trigger me. Why? Because one, I hold the trigger. It's my gun and I load it. So you're not going to be able to go ahead and pull it when I, if I don't want to pull it. Okay. Nonetheless, if I'm talking about it openly, as you know, the great Jennifer Lewis said, if I already talked about it, how's it going to hurt me? I'm talking about it openly now. So it ain't, it ain't clearly I'm, I'm healing. I've healed or healing from it because I'm able to talk about it. But I'm the one that's holding this gun, and there's not going to be a trick you're going to be able to pull that I'm not ready to pull. Spoke like a true deal someone. <laughs> and it's a system. Am I lying, though? Because that's really all triggers are. It's what somebody does that's really something that's deeply rooted in you, that you're holding the gun that you're reacting to, but you're ready to shoot, and you have no aim or fire. So what are you? where are you shooting at? For what? When you don't even have to pull your... You don't even got to pull the gun out. You can keep the clip loaded, but ain't no need to start shooting randomly for what? To give them the satisfaction and you accidentally hit and miss? Like, for what? There's no point. And I would say your trauma isn't your fault. Your trauma isn't your fault. But healing, your responsibility. Ooh! I like that, sis. <laughs> I like that. Healing is a responsibility. And it's definitely a choice. Yes. That's what people don't get either. Healing is a choice. You can walk around and think it's cute to say, oh, I'm just like this. No, bitch. That's not cute. Because this is what happened. Okay. So it's either going to help you or hinder you. Because I always feel like trauma to me or when it comes to healing, it's like a crutch. Like how you said you were just learning how to walk again. I'm, if I'm going to constantly be leaning on this crutch, I'm going to constantly be leaning on this walker, how am I going to ever know I can really walk without it? 
Because if I'm always using and leaning on it 24-7 and I'm not trying to push myself to the ability to try to push to not walk without it, then what good is it for me because I'll forever be using this walker? Come through. Wisdom. Come through. So if I want to walk and go back to where I'm not just using a walker and I'm able to run again, though I can't run with a walker. Or with a cane. <laughs> Hello? So something got to go. So what am I going to remove? I'm, so to me, I feel like a walker represents fear. So you're holding on to that fear because that's all you know. And it's like, I'm too afraid to take that step by myself because I just might fall. But that's a part of the process. So you're going to let go of that fear or you're going to keep holding on to it? Because at some point, day after day, with you over here working to progress yourself, you should be slowly letting go of that fear when it's like, okay, well, walking to the side, fear is going, I'm here, so I'm walking now. So next on my list, I'm about to run. And that's the second part of healing. I'm about to run. And I'm going to get there. You want to know I'm going to get there? Because I'm choosing to want to get there. Because why? It's my choice. Jeez. This is why I had to get you on here because it'd it be a vibe with us. It's a vibe. It's an energy. It's an energy. But for y'all out there, healing is your responsibility. Y'all heard my sis. So start healing so y'all can start bringing that toxicity and nonsense into relationships with people and bothering those who are healed and at peace because you want your life as in disturbance. Man, talk to God. Another person you could do, and I feel like people have that too, just because you're spiritual and you might want to be, you know, on the journey where, you know, you do astrology and you, there, I want y'all to know there's not no voodoo. There's nothing wrong with no loving both. I want you to know that's what our ancestors did, but you know what? We're not going to go, we're not going to go there because we can talk about that all day. Yeah. The people not ready for that conversation. Not today. Not today. We're not going to, we're not going to put it on them today. We're just not going to do it today. But given we're about to wrap up, and I don't want to keep you too long, last question is, how did the gym become your sanity? Me and the gym is one. It's no love or hate. I love being in the gym. Um, I feel like myself, when I'm going through something, I'm in the gym. Um, it just helps release everything I'm feeling, everything I've held in my soul, conscience. Um, what else? I like some days I don't feel like working out, but I'm going to go. Mm, girl, you speaking to the choir, you're talking to the choir right now. Because when I walk in, the gym telling me, I got you. Be yourself. And that's real. And that's real. I feel like that's dope that the gym is your sanity. I feel like it's dope that you have a place to escape even when you have those thoughts and you're just like, yo, what the freak? Like, And it's the gym that's what's keeping you sane. It's the gym that's keeping you together. It's the gym that's pushing you. Like, I want y'all to know I asked this girl, like, hey, you can be on my podcast. Oh, yeah, I'll be honored. I'm about to be at the gym for a couple hours. A couple hours? Well, damn, I'll be at the gym for like an hour max. But you can clearly tell you dedicated, and I respect that. I don't want to take time for you and your lover, okay? Because that's her lover. The gym is her lover. That's her love. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay? Full force, 
the gym is definitely my mind, my body, and my soul. And it, and it shows. I'm pouring everything into that. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, sis, plug yourself and tell the people where they can find Terrica Jordan. Follow me on Instagram at Melanie underscore medicine 1913. Of course. And my Twitter, Jordan, J-O-R-D-Y-N, Terrica. And there's that. Is there anything you want to leave the people with, with like a be real bomb or a saying you go by on a day to day that just keeps you going day after day? Yes. Um. And all that you do, be intentional. Ooh. I think I seen that on Twitter. I think you tweeted that. I think you tweeted that. Yes. That's why my mantra: be intentional. In case y'all ain't here, I'm going to say it for her again and a little louder. In all that you do, be intentional. That's a real one right there. I ain't, I ain't even got nothing else to say to that after that. Like, she just literally, that was a mic drop. That was a mic drop. So, I'm going to just say this. Sis, I want you to know I truly, truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast and kick it with me. And I appreciate you for sharing your story and being so transparent and open um, today. Because that's major. And I'm grateful even more that God has kept you here on this earth with us for a little bit longer. Amen. Okay? So, I'm your girl, Just Be Real. And as I always say on air, let's keep it real. Be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Y'all be blessed, and I will check y'all next time. So that was my good sis, Terrica Jordan, and this was the episode of My Sanity. I just want to keep in mind for y'all, um, your sanity is mainly important for you, so don't ever forget it. Find that outlet, find that positive reinforcement, and just don't quit. Fam bam, it's been real. And this is the wrap-up of season two. Can't believe we're about to go into a year of this drink. May is rapidly hitting the corner. But I will say it's been a journey of a ride, and I've enjoyed y'all taking it with me. Don't forget, your sanity, just a hair flip away. I love y'all. Stay safe. Taken from you every day. Gotta omit from life all negativity. Don't let the troubles and the struggles get in your way. When I'm feeling like life's really putting up a fight, and I don't know the reasons why. From the front to the back, throw my hand on my back, and I know it's gonna be alright. Cause my sanity is just a half flip. It's just a half flip. It's just a